Playlist, Andy. I see you got a new haircut. What else have you been up to? <laughs> uh, just hanging out with you guys. It was a hot pot weekend for the three of us, right? We did. Three plus, yeah, yeah. It was that was fun. Impromptu. I haven't uh, hung out with you guys in a while. Thank you for coming. We had a bunch of friends planned to come to do hot pot, and then some people got COVID, and other people, other people had an emergency, like medical yeah. emergency. It's so. just so random. We had like hundred dollars with a hot pot ingredients. We're like, oh. All the people who are succumbed just didn't come. So Andy, trusted Andy, drove two hours to come to us and he hopped I mean, up. I was initially not going to come. I, I was kind of tired, but... He did okay. it for the poach crew. Aren't you glad you came? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We, I haven't so, had soju in a while. We even watched Alchemy of Souls together, which yeah, is fun. We, yeah, yeah. We but, haven't watched well, anything in a long time, but I know. we But Jenny, you, you know, you, I you left out. to go policy, you passed <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon was getting kind of tired, too. As a given, episode 11, and we'll get into it, was a little yeah. bit of a throwaway episode. Episode 12 mm. was the the meat and potatoes. But anyhow, before we get into that. <laughs> uh, anything else, Andy? Did you watch anything? Um, no, I watched... Well, I watched this anime on Netflix. Netflix always has such weird animes. <laughs> Which one was it? Yeah, it was called Uncle from Another World. Mm. And it's like... So what happens is this, uh, this guy, his uncle wakes up from a coma tw- in 20 years from the hospital. And then the guy, the uncle was like this um he went to another world his mind and he just came back and now he has his magical powers what? and it's just shot in a really like kind of weird way it's just a weird story yeah yeah so i was like oh okay i watched for like an episode two and i was like nah i'm, I'm good you don't <laughs> recommend it then nah i don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird i mean if you're like a big anime nerd mm-hmm. then maybe but I think there is kind of weird a me. type of person that likes the like otherworldly type, yeah. you know, animes. And I feel like for me, it's kind of not the most palatable. There's like a handful that I'll watch, but like a lot of them are kind of weird. But I feel like this one might be a similar vein. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> in a prior episode, this was like an early episode. Jenny, you mentioned like what your favorite anime was, but I don't think we've ever asked Andy. Like, what is your yeah. favorite anime that you finished oh. and like recommend? Do you have one? Do I, you know, I used to watch anime way back, and uh, I, I just forgot because I don't watch that much anime anymore. I only yeah. watch whatever I see on like Netflix and um, and stuff. But it's definitely not like the mainstream ones. I would say I, this is not a dig to you, but I feel like I know more of the animes that you haven't finished than the ones that you finished yeah. and like really loved. And, <laughs> I think like, that's what Terry used to tell Andy for like every K job <laughs> as well. I want to yeah. know. It's not Attack on Titans. I'm assuming. No, it's not attack. It's like it's not like Death Note. It's not like Bleach. Um, yeah. So I'm not not sure. In- I gotta think. Inuyasha? I gotta like go down my list. You know, Inuyasha was a good one. Okay, you homework know, then. Come prepared next week to tell us. Animes are weird because you have like the big three. You know, the Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Yeah. Some people might argue those are no longer the big three, or whatever. But then you have like the tiny, like you know, eight episode ones that just like sometimes they're like mm-hmm. really really good, and the other ones are just really weird. Like we have friends yeah. who are like really into like JoJo, like all those like weirder ones. So and- Patreon content, we'll do an anime tier list. Ooh, or maybe fun. we aren't qualified <laughs> enough yeah, to do I don't one know. of those. I feel like let's stick to our guns. You know, yeah, <laughs> let's, uh-huh. let's talk about what we know. So speaking of Patreon, I know we mentioned last week that we do want to start giving something back to the listeners that help us uh, basically put out this episode. So we have decided that the first episode that we'll release on Patreon is going to be Uyangu. And so I think it's a 16 episode. Mm-hmm. Jenny will do 8-8. 
Yes, so we talked about um, episodes 1 through 8 for the uh, coming months, and then we'll be talking about the second half once Uyongu is completed. So that will be really fun. I know a lot of listeners really, really enjoy it. And honestly, like Brandon and I have been loving that show as well. So mm. we're super excited to talk about it. I think Andy's going to commit to binging, yeah. and, to, and he's going to join us for a second I, I've half. I've seen so many social posts on it, and I'm like, oh, this is really exciting. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited to see it, but I haven't watched a single episode of it so far. And you guys have been saying such good uh, good things about it. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So, so we're still working out all the kinks, but I think for the first episode, it'll just be Jenny and I. Mm-hmm. And then that'll give Andy enough time to catch up for the second batch of eight episodes for Uyangu. And I just want listeners to know that because these episodes behind... Uh, or on Patreon won't be kind of like the regular episodes. We are going to be trying to bring a lot of special guests. We'll try to bring our friends who also watch K-dramas. And so stay tuned for that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. And, you know, I think the thought also is potential we'll review some of the uh, K-dramas that you guys have been requesting. So I know like Crash Landing, a lot of people have asked us to review it. And like, you know, it's not a normal thing, but I think for Patreon listeners, like we want to provide like something a little bit special. So um, yeah, hopefully we can get to all of your old requests and please send them in. And maybe we can even make like a Patreon request chat in our Discord. I think that could be fun. Um, But yeah, anyhow. Stay tuned. So my goal for the next few weeks is going to be slowly incepting the idea to Terry to join us for <laughs> our Itaewon class Patreon episode. Oh, he would be so down. Because right? that was the one drama that he really wanted to do. And, you know, timing wise, we just never yeah. could. So he, I, I think he'll join at he least for really that liked that drama, didn't he? Something yeah. about yeah. Park Seoruri was like. <laughs> similar to that one. There's one episode or one drama that I really want to do that that's already finished. I want to do extracurricular properly with Andy. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I, I, think I might that sit that one, one out, man. Be I, I like, can't. No. Andy, Why? wouldn't that be fun? That would be so fun. I would be so happy. We to do, do the that. entire season of extracurricular. <laughs> we'll rewatch it from start <laughs> oh. to finish. Jenny's face is like, no. Why? What have we gone into? We oh. we didn't talk about this. I'm so sorry. I, extracurricular was a great K drama, but it was just so tough for me. But maybe for like a Halloween episode or something, we can talk about something yeah. darker. <laughs> and then one that I would properly like to do uh, with Jenny and and another special guest that I have in mind would be Liberation Notes. I feel like that would be a good mm. one too because we never got to do it on air. We talked about it enough, so yeah, I don't we'll know. See. We'll, we'll so decide. many we'll possibilities lot, lot and stuff. so many tons of good ones. We could even do Goblin again. So yeah, so stay tuned for Patreon and all our special guests. But uh, let's get into Alchemy of Souls. Yeah, let's talk about it. Cheers! So Alchemy of Souls, I think, like we mentioned earlier, um, we're talking about episode 11 and 12. Episode 11 is kind of a throwaway episode, um, but I do kind of want to focus on episode 12 and kind of what the bad guys are up to, because I think we're finally getting into some, like, getting something into some, like, crazy stuff. So Jinmu is assembling this, like, crew of soul shifters. They're all, like, these super powerful mages who he's basically promised them, like, hey, I'm going to help you, like, live forever by, like, shifting your soul. So, like, why don't you join my crew and we're going to, like, I don't know, take over Sungrim. Well, before we even get there, I think the big, like, elephant in the room was who is the queen? Because we were questioning her legitimacy and uh-huh. so we got a lot more. So it seems like she potentially is another soul shifter because she's not 
you know, the actual queen, yeah. and the eunuch person knows it. Mm-hmm. But we do see her with what I the believe to be the eye stone, yeah. creating those little soul ejectors. And mm-hmm. so she is the real deal. And I do yeah. think that she is going to be the big baddie. Can yeah. we agree there? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think like yes. right now Jinmu's kind of the big baddie, but I feel like at the end of the day, the queen's going to be the real big baddie. I don't know. Yeah, well, essentially the queen is the one that's kind of controlling him a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, without she the queen, the Jinmu can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But do, uh, so she is a shaman, Shaman Choi. Mm-hmm. What family is Choi from? Do we, do, have you we heard have of Choi? have no before? idea. Like, Choi has not been brought up in any of the other mage families. I think she's the only one that's brought it up. And her whole spiel is like, the Choi family needs revenge. So, like. I don't think anyone. And she's else not is. even a mage, too. She's a shaman. Yeah, which, which I don't really even what know does the that difference. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, know. I don't know. No, I think like shaman feels more like, like it's not like magic for in this world is probably like scientific, mm-hmm. and then shaman is more like you know untested, like it's not you know <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's more cultish, I guess, or something. <laughs> I have no idea. It's called. It's like if you're in Harry Potter and someone's a magician, someone's a wizard. Like I want to know the difference. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, let's. Her, her style is like. I think her style is more like the Jin family for like you know more not necessarily like fighting or like mm. it does things. You know, like the ice stone and yeah. casting things. Well, yeah. another thing that the eunuch can mention when he was confronting the queen was he was like. Oh, like something about like sending you back to Jinyuan, which is like the Jin residence. So that yeah, was right? weird. So I was like, is she like, you know, because you mentioned a couple episodes ago, Andy, where you're like the mirror spirit, because that was like kind of a weird situation with like. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe the shaman was another spirit that was in Jinyuan, and I don't know, like. But also, they also uh, we do know her agenda is she wanted to con- take control of everything to save one of her like siblings right like her sister or save or someone sister mm-hmm, yeah and mm-hmm. that sister's also like probably entwined inside genuine yeah oh i love it i love how there's like more just mm-hmm. depth that's coming out like even these evil characters just have so much more background and i'm like let's let's get into it you know it's but like still having... speaking of the the big baddie too we still don't know where Jong gong is too dude right? yeah Right, yes, so like he could potentially still be a really big bad guy. Mm-hmm. What? Wow, we're up. we're already at episode twelve. I mean, yeah. by yeah, now, right. if this was a sixteen episode, we would start to wrap things up. But if he doesn't come no, out just, soon, like, what is he gonna yeah. do? Like a final episode appearance, like know. badass. Well, I think the thing is like there hasn't been too many like because you know the K drama um, wave that we always say it's like it's really exciting and then you hit like 12 to 16 and it gets really boring because like there's nothing else to talk about and like you know for Alchemy of Souls I feel like maybe one episode's a little boring but the second one really gets into the juicy stuff so I feel like the next couple episodes from 12 to 20 I think are mostly going to be very very like plot building so I think Mm -hmm. that will be well that's my hope at least was Changgang even mentioned so I mean I know in the Last week's two episodes, mm-hmm. Uncle did mention like he's keeping Changguk on ice just so Changgang might return potentially, mm-hmm. but wasn't even mentioned in these last two episodes, right? Yeah, not not too much. Well, Uncle has more to deal with because Uncle's kind of 
on Jinmu's tail. So maybe he's not as worried about Jang Gang right now. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. But I don't even want to complicate it. But, you know, there is the next season that already got oh. announced. So I don't know if they're waiting for that to happen. Mm. But we'll see. We'll um, see. Speaking of uncle, I find it just really interesting because I thought that he would have way more authority than what the show kind of is implying yeah, right. that he does. He can't really do anything when it yeah, comes to like, Jin Mu. Uh, like the funeral scene. I was like, wait, he could, if he's like the main, like, you know, he's basically like the police service kind of a thing, like yeah. the chief of police, right? And like, if he can't just barge in someone's house, like, hey, something suspicious going on here, like, come back for a warrant. And he's like, oh, okay. It's weird because <laughs> it's, it, he's, it has to do with, I'm just going to say it's like dark magic, yeah. potentially. And so yeah, yeah, I yeah. would think that that's in his realm, but. I guess Jinmu's title of assistant Guanju, like right hand man for whoever, is just even over is just that big. Yeah, even higher than and Uncle. Clearly, tier. he's just so suspicious yeah. doing everything, right? Well, I think maybe also Uncle wants to be respectful. So the whole situation in episode twelve was like Jinmu had swapped one of the old mages with like his um what's the person called like pupil. the person who's his pupil, mm-hmm. and like they were. The that family was trying to like hide death basically to cover up for Jinmu and the soul swapping, and like Uncle goes in, it's kind of like I want to see the body, and they're just like, no, you can't. But I feel like in that situation, maybe Uncle's like, I need to be conscious of respecting this family. I don't want to like cause any rifts in our like relationship. So maybe like if he could technically pull the authority card, but he doesn't really want to just yet because like we're kind of gathering teams here, right? Because, like, Jinmu obviously has his crew and Uncle probably wants to make sure he has people who are loyal to him as well and not just, like, on paper. So I can see him being cautious. Yeah, so that bit. whole scene made Jinmu just look so sus because he's like, oh, immediately yeah. like, oh, kill the guy. But we never got a... We don't have a resolution on that issue yet, right? So mm-hmm. uh, the person that was running wild, as yeah. the, the sub say... <laughs> Songrim is now putting all their resources behind protecting that body, right? Yeah. And they're trying to revive him to see if to that make person him talk, talk, essentially. So we don't know what's going to happen on that front yet. Right? Yeah, but I do love that there was like a really great battle sequence. Like I, I think last week I was like, I need to see you like fuck some people up, you know? <laughs> Jesus, like, <laughs> language. And, and I feel like this last episode we did see him with the double sword, just kind of like fighting people we do see him is actually pretty strong because yeah. he can do a lot of things he can cast more spells mm-hmm. so we know he's got he's pretty powerful yeah so that was nice and then i feel like uncle was also able to like draw a little bit of sword you know action so that was well, i good mean too. uncle with one hand beat who was supposed to be a really strong mage so uncle is really <laughs> strong yeah now last point that i wanted to make on uncle does anyone feel like the relationship with uncle and changuk would be so much better if uncle was just a little bit like better as a person <laughs> if he just told changuk a little bit more yeah. like that one scene where he tells all the mages who are gathered in that hall he's like mm-hmm. everyone who can do this level of magic go and go to here to protect that body but changuk you stay here and you go home yeah. and take a bath or something like yeah that's so dumb tell him a little bit yeah you know or just like make him feel loved you know like you are technically the closest thing he has to a father figure right like, at least just be a little nicer to the kid. Like, don't just don't say, know. go take a bath, Jungkook. Don't go touch some grass. Like, you know, now, just, like, be nice. I do have a bone to pick with Jungkook, too, because I forget which episode. I think it was, like, episode five where he goes into the woods to train with Wudok for, before he was supposed to fight Crown Prince, and mm-hmm. he kind of has that whole pity party thing. He's doing it again. And I'm like, I thought we were past this. Like, you, you got in. <laughs> 
this Hongrim as a potential, like as a mage trainee. Mm-hmm. And sure, you're like butthurt because you think Wudok doesn't like you, but like train, dude. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a sensitive guy, but I think Mudok, you know, we love Mudok because she's just. She knows the guy so well. She's like, I'm going to make a bet with the Grand Prince. We're going to get him to fight all these people. And by like, I think, what, the eighth duel? He was like pretty on board. He was trying hard again. And I do mm-hmm. like this whole sequence because, Andy, I know you were like, dude, Jang Wook's like getting too strong out of nowhere. But I think like this just re-solidified that he's... Very much so. He's pretty yeah. weak, you know? <laughs> like He's not that strong. Like he tried Tansu on one guy and he was like, dude, I knew it was Tricks coming. out of the back. Like, yeah. Yeah. I already know you're, you have one move. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so I thought that was good. And I think, you know, Jang Wook, with all of his issues, he will get there. But so Blonde Mullet love him he was willing to take one for the team and he was like i'll lose for you and then changuk obviously is so prideful he's not he's Uh, like i'm not gonna lose like that which you know respect to that but speaking of dude that guy just got a free toad then basically (laughs) yeah right so probably gave it the spring blonde mullet it was a funny scene it was actually after you went into sleep andy and i were on we're on the couch we were both Uh drunk we're both falling asleep and Andy was just murmuring to himself like, oh, I really want a humbug. I really want a humbug. It looks so comfy. But <laughs> we, we saw the scene where it was Blonde Mullet and Spring and their, you know, their love line mm-hmm. is so solidified and they're oh, holding yeah. hands. With the flowers and all that. Andy and I did not know that Blonde Mullet was the heir to Zongrim. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh yeah! Like, did we miss that? That's big news to me. I feel like there was just so many families that that probably just ended up going over our heads at some point. Yeah, so blonde mullet yeah. is gonna be the eventual uncle. So uncle and medical grandpa are bestest of friends, mm-hmm. and then you're and blonde mullet related to yep, them too. Yep, They're best yep. friends. I had no idea. That's cute. That's interesting. Yeah. It was a cute scene though, where like uncle was like, "Yo, why are you courting the Jin second <laughs> daughter, blonde mullet? Like, do you know what this means?" Yeah, oh, but uh, so shout funny. out to uh, our Discorder, our Plocha Yanny and Pork Bun. She put together, um, they put oh, together God, yeah. the Loveline yeah. web, and I guess, I mean, there's no way they don't end up together, right? Unless nah. one of them dies. They're solid, right, Andy? Yeah, they're solid. <laughs> they ain't gonna die. I'm rooting for him. I will say, just just to put this out there, though, now that I know that Blonde Mullet is the heir to Songrim, I feel like his percentage chance of dying got much higher. Really? Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. I feel like he's still such a kind of a minor character, right? Yeah. He's just kind of... Uh, he was there. minor. It was so minor that I thought like he, be- they wouldn't have killed him, but now I feel like mm. that would mean something to Songrim if he died. No. I can't. I will be so upset if Blonde Millet dies. He's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Okay, well, Uncle can't die then if Blonde Mullet dies. Can't have both dying. Yeah, I don't know. We need to, we need we'll to put out, out our bets officially. Yeah. But um, Spring, it seems like she kind of. She had loose lips and she basically tells Blonde Mullet mm-hmm. the whole thing about Jinmu helping with the daughter. So yeah. I can't get a good read on the new Jinyuan pickpocket, which mm-hmm. someone yeah. told us that that is um, No Chingu Girl from Business Proposal. Oh my proposal. god, yeah. Did you know that, Andy? Yeah, I did not know that. that. I was so like, funny. wait, thinking about it, maybe. It was one of those That's things funny. where we look at her and like it went over our heads yeah. and then you now know it and we're like oh my god it totally is like I looks just like her and that's sorry that's from business proposal for people who don't know what we're talking about there. yeah so let's talk about her like what do you guys think about her situation because i thought she was going to have more airtime these past two episodes mm-hmm. i mean she did but like she's still kind of in the background she hasn't been like fully involved 
uh, like she's not like assumed identity yet, yeah. which I thought because he um, Jin Woo goes to the the Jin family and says, "Hey, I found your daughter, but it was dead." Yeah, that was, I was weird. Like, oh, I thought, yeah, I was like, "Oh, so you're not gonna like just throw this person in front of him now?" Yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that scene because then she immediately, the mom immediately says, "Bring her back to life," and I was like, "God, we're, we're messing I with know, some like, are yeah, we really bad doing juju this? stuff now." Yeah, yeah it's been ten years. And like, also, what was weird? We found out that like, the mom had. Um, the eldest jo- daughter Buyeon on the date that Jang Gan told her to have the daughter. I like. I was like, does that mean the daughter was dead already? Like, what is that? That was really odd. Like, there's some mm. like weird prophecy shit going on with the oldest daughter that I feel like we don't even really know the answer to yet. Yeah. But I do agree. Pickpocket is an interesting gal. Like, and I think you mentioned last week that like you thought she was gonna take advantage of the situation and make it best for herself which she a thousand percent kind of is right yeah Yeah, like she's playing the game super well but i don't personally think she's going to be like a truly evil character but i wanted that was the question i was gonna ask is like is she going to be actually evil i would classify her as a survivor Mm -hmm. she is going to Mm -hmm. do whatever she needs to do and play all sides to make sure that she comes out on top in the end so but when the turning point comes, mm-hmm. do you think she'll go like she now she has this like let's say she assumes the identity of the daughter and she's at this crossroads of like she sees Mudok and then clearly she knows who Mudok is mm-hmm. and she has this, you know, power situation. Do you think she'll eventually, you know, help Mudok's side or, you know, go against her? I don't know. I think it's just gonna be whichever side has more leverage to her and is mm. beneficial to her. So it might as well just it might it could be Jinmu in the end. I don't know. I, for some reason, still see her, like, turning good at the end. Like, if there's, like, a, you know, a left or right kind of decision which way she's going to go, I can see her following kind of a more moral approach. Because, you know, in these scenes, she's watching Jinmu turn people into soul shifters. She's watching him, like, basically scheme with other people. And she is bothered, more or less, by some of that. You know, she's kind of, like, shocked, I think. One thing too, I just noticed, I just realized right now. So Yo knows who she is, right? So she assumes mm-hmm. the identity of Jin of the Jin family. Then Yo's like, wait, no, I just saw you in the street the other day, and you were like <laughs> Dude, dressed in rags. You're right. Right. Yo does then, know her, huh? Yeah, so that was, what well, Yo doesn't know that she's impersonating. She could just say, "Oh, this girl on the street who's blind was actually the Jin girl." Mm. Was Puyang. Yeah, that's true too. But that's I mean, that's a, I'm glad you brought up who Yo knows. I do know who you actually knows is she. He one hundred percent knows that Naksu mm-hmm. is Budok, mm-hmm. and there was that whole little spiel about the monster. Like we need to protect them. Yeah. But I thought what Changu kind of said was a nice response. Yeah, you know, I think Yul is a very righteous person, but I mm-hmm. think Naksu and his love for her is forcing him to reconsider some of his very strong morals, and like he is now very conflicted about what he needs to do and i think jungkook is kind of like a good counter example to him where he just cares about his love and he's like if i care about naksu and you know mudok and if she goes wild i will try to find the thing to stop her from going wild and even you know in a previous episode i think uncle was like would you ever use sorcery and a jungkook was like dude if i want to save the person i care about and that has to you know that means i have to use sorcery i will do it and i think yule is the opposite where he's like i will never use sorcery even if it means losing the person i care about so the way you just explained it it just reminded me of anakin skywalker in the first (laughs) three 
I need to save Padme, I'll go to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, well, it's I hope that doesn't is, happen right? yeah. to Uk and Mudok. But, but um, yeah. I'm kind of just sad because of a viewer's character. He's so stern and mm-hmm. like, yes, he has the whole backstory kind of going for him, but he hasn't progressed in that love line. And so I almost like just totally dismiss their line. Like, I don't think it's yeah, going to work out. He's like, he's just... You know, just side. He's just sidelined basically the entire time, yeah. and he's just looking from a distance. I would try. I would honestly put Crown Prince ranked above your <laughs> in like yeah, potential Wudok right. courtship. Like that's how nah. bad Yura uh, has been doing. That's true. I don't know. Crown Prince and Uk had a moment, so I don't know if they got. Yeah, that, they're the best moments. of friends. Not to mention yeah, they're now related. they're the best of friends. <laughs> I don't know. It's I cute. can't see Crown Prince turning evil, right? Nah. Just after these past like five episodes, he's been having so much positive mm-hmm. you know, interactions with everyone. It's like there's no way he's gonna become evil, right? I hope not. I'll be sad if he does. But I mean, it's setting him up to become evil, right? Like he's obviously in the clutches of Jinmu and the Queen. That's his mom. Mm-hmm. So like, well, not really his queen mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's true. But, like, I could see him going evil for maybe a a couple episodes and then maybe. I don't want to say evil. He's just following who he thinks is right, which is not correct information. Who are the evil people? mm -hmm. I know I mentioned Blob Mullet might die, but I could actually see Crown Prince dying too. Dying, protecting Ludok and Chandler. No, let's stop making people die. No one needs to die. You know that that, that could happen. Andy knows. You know, you know, uh, you know, in the trend of K dramas, the old people die, so Grandpa's going to die. That's true. Maybe no one dies. Maybe, Maybe we should no stop talking dies. about no death dies. on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. guess last thing in regards to the whole baddie crew that we should just touch on real quick. There was a big reveal in, um, I think, in these episodes where the Jin family dad is part of that little mm. soul shifter baddie crew. So, I don't know. Kind of think that he might be just a soul shifter, but like... Oh, that's... Yeah, there. that's true. It might... That's right. Like I don't know who's who. You bring people back to death from from the dead. Like yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. anymore. So I have a question here. Do you think he's actually impersonating to be a bad guy, or is he actually a bad guy? Ooh, he's a spy. <sighs> Andy, my brain hurts. Yeah, I right. I can't add in I don't, I don't a know. third dimension know, to that. <laughs> Things are not because like he's technically part of the Jin family, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's actually a good guy, then he's got to be impersonating, right? That's true. Otherwise, maybe he's just a filthy, you know. Soul shift. Filthy. Soul shift yeah. <laughs> Filthy. Yeah, that's a good point, Andy. I could see, like, because we know that the Jin family had the female, she is so smart that I feel like she'd be like, hey, yo, go plant yourself into that crew, you know, figure but out we, what's going on. We do know that she's kind of going off her rails, too, right? She's turning to the dark side and she's kind of like yeah. going out of her way just to find her long lost daughter of 10 years. And the dad was probably like, you know, it's been 10 years, like, Let's just be realistic here and stuff like that. And she's, he's just getting yelled at by his wife. Yeah. Probably he's going to turn him crazy. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the Jin family, it's the women that holds the high power. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it's it could just be a basic power grab but from yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, but, you know, true. one thing that still doesn't make sense to me, uh, and I, I really hope they don't kind of like brush this under the rug, the, the test that they've been doing to see if it is Puyan is to open the relic door. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know how they're going to pass that test with no Chingu girl, as we'll just call her now. <laughs> but it does help that the dad potentially is on Jinmu's side. So yeah. he might... He could open it. He could open it secretly. Yeah. Well, no, he can't. Well, he doesn't have the bloodline, right? Because so, he married oh, into the family. That's true, that's true, that's true. Maybe Mudok will just, you know, just coincidentally is there with her. And... uh as a maid, 
and it just oh that's true Hmm, we'll see well anyways that could be interesting i am excited to see how the pickpocket girl or no chingu girl kind of ends up in that family i am excited for jimu and his little evil crew but i think to go to the very end of episode 12 we should talk about kind of what's going on with eunuch what's going on with jangook and mudok so like brandon touched on earlier jangook is basically like banished again from songrim where the uncle was like yo go 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 take a bath or whatever and so he decides to follow mudok and they go deliver honey biscuits to jinmu which i thought the whole situation was so ridiculous so, like jinmu yeah, you're right. so petty like you got salty over like people saying you used to steal honey biscuits like dude what okay but like i really want to i really want to try these I honey biscuits try now, one too. it looks so I, good brandon can you make us some just go to kukje it sells it every <laughs> it's really easy to get That's they're true. not <laughs> honestly they're not that great I'll, i don't even they really look like them so good it looks so good the right? one that um, what are we calling her handmaid or whatever oh, um, hers look really good yeah. Yeah, they look really good but you oh, mentioned Jimmu being petty I thought uncle was pretty damn petty just That's moving true. the thing and like putting the cover on and not letting <laughs> so him you're not getting any honey biscuits yeah. granted I would do the same like I wouldn't even yeah. let Jimmu into my house but yeah. <laughs> anyhow so like at the very end though um, basically Jungkook and Mudok are in Cho- Chobugon, Chonbugon, whatever. Chonbugon. Um, and then they are trying to just get in to look at like the constellations because Jangu so being a romantic was like, oh, Mudok, this is for you because I knew your dad was a constellation mage. So cute. But I did think that that was going to eventually cause problems yeah. with the whole yeah. destiny mm, yeah, yeah, thingy. Yeah. But we do get the eunuch come out because he's running wild because Jinmu's like, I'm going to kill you. Um, and I guess... Jung Uk and Murak do see him as a soul shifter, so they're kind of in tune with what's going on a little bit. Jinmu basically, I don't know, he puts uh, Jung Uk in like the spell where he well, thinks he's. Jinmu has gotten enough to a certain level of power where I feel like he's starting to become fearless. Mm. And the fact mm-hmm. that he is now openly trying to kill. Changwook really shows that. Like but he's that's not yeah. killing him. Not kill sorry, not kill, but, but like, like to show his position mm, that he's yeah. like actually a bad like, guy. That's true, he that's basically true. told the guy who's the unit guy to kill who he still thinks is Mudok, which is important because that means he idea. doesn't know that that's Naksu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was going to use Changwook's body. I mean that's Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But it's a smart move. It is. It's not a dumb move because he's like, if I could just take Jungkook's body, he's also under my thumb, which is a great pawn to his whole plan. Yeah, I don't know why he left the room though. He he's kind of dumb in that aspect. Right? Just, you don't trust yeah. me? I'll stand right outside. I was like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> I think he, everyone just underestimates Mudok so much. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But like honestly, it almost worked because Mudok was kind of turning you know wild because the Soul Eater was taking her soul, uh, while Jungkook was kind of stuck in the spell. But at the very very end, we see Mudok actually taking the Soul Eater's soul. Which was very interesting because like I'm like Was it interesting? I thought it made sense. Well, I don't know, because like we originally thought she was the ice stone, which is what gave her powers, but it seems like the yeah. ice stone is with the queen. So like this is just me, like even her vessel just has powers. Like well, what she does might that be mean? the ice Mudok might be the ice stone, but Naksu did soul shift in there and the eunuch was soul shifted into the eunuch's body and so why would they not be able to do the same I guess huh? power? I think it just showcases because it, it did right before it goes to that scene we see Mudok basically kind of pass out right mm-hmm. and so when I see that perspective I see Naksu uh, the soul passed out and I'm like oh mm. did Mudok just like wake up or something and like assume control of the, um, oh, yeah. her own body and just get, get hella strong because we do know that. that Mudok's body is very, 
very powerful, assuming that she's actually the Jin girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's interesting. I, I, well, it stopped right there, right? And we have to wait uh, until next week. But I was thinking that, like, if not, let's say Naksu was able to absorb some more power, mm-hmm. does this mean she will get closer to reawakening her or old That's powers? what I saw too. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want them to do like a two episode arc where naksu is like oh if i just absorb other powers i can get mine back maybe i explore this route no because changu's not training fast enough (laughs) i don't think so because i think she's more aware of her past Mm -hmm. now and so we see her like moral um compass basically we know that she's like she knows she was steered wrong in the past and i feel like now she's becoming more morally aligned well not only that i mean i think we haven't mentioned the fact that Jinmu was loosely like her teacher, Father figure, something yeah. like that, and she just and openly do we, saw. Do we know that Jinmu's? She, does she know that Jinmu was the baddie? She, she knows, didn't right? know she then, but she knows definitely now. knows now. I think she know. I think she knew in episode four when mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, I recognize that guy or something." Well, I think the long-haired guy kind of spilled the beans on the whole situation oh, too. Right. So I think she knows for sure, and. I do agree with you about the moral compass thing, Andy, because even at the very end, after she absorbs the power, she's freaked out and she's like, Jungkook, don't come near me. Maybe I'm running wild. That's why I'm taking the soul. So she's like, I don't want to be doing this. Like, she's freaked out. Obviously, Jungkook, the big romantic, hugs her and he's like, don't even worry about it. I'm fucking (laughs) here, you know? But like, yeah, yeah, we can see her being concerned about, you know, her hurting other people, which, you know, because, yeah. This is the very first instance of her having some type of soul shifter like um, trait because mm-hmm. she's been in that body for I, I don't know X amount of time, a very long time, and yeah. she never exhibited any type of like you know turning to stone or any type of like urge or anything. Mm-hmm. So this is like a different situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so we'll see. But I mean, we saw the trailer and it didn't look like they were really. It was weird because the trailer kind of almost totally brushed aside that what Jinmu had just tried to do, and they were still going on yeah. with the battles and the crown prince and all that stuff. So we do see we'll Mudok see. with um, a headband mm-hmm. back on, so that was something I thought was oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're onto something about like Mudok taking over the body because remember in the mirror situation, it was a similar kind mm-hmm. of um, aftermath where it was like you know she gets yeah. out and everyone's like oh the ice stone, and then like she's blind for a little bit. So like I could see that like maybe sometimes Mudok comes out when they're in need Mudok I guess potentially being the Jin oldest sibling in mm-hmm. this case I don't know but yeah good call good call there yeah so I'm looking forward to the final battle I think it's what the eighth battle and uh, I don't know should we put bets in is Changu gonna win no this is this the is last the battle last the tenth one, battle dude. Yeah. oh tenth threw, battle tenth he threw battle. away the ninth because I was blonde yeah. mullet I don't know he better I'm not letting her lose that jade egg dude that thing got powers yeah, yeah. I think something a lot more powers than we actually think. Yeah. Well, actually, so we do know that they know where each other are. It's like a mm-hmm. kind of like a telepathy kind of a stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So that could be cool to see how it plays in. And I feel like maybe even now, like the Crown Prince has it, but like maybe him and Jungkook can have a moment, like where he's like, "I'll save you, Jungkook." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But um, last point that I wanted to make was we were when we were all drunk last weekend uh, we were trying to figure out like what the best funniest way to do like a face reveal would be but I was thinking for Halloween we could all dress up you can dress up as Mudok and put like (laughs) blindfold on and Andy and I can get up in 
humbooks and we can put that out on Patreon. You and Andy just need an excuse to buy some humbooks. I think that's what this whole thing. They look amazing. (laughs) If we do, then I want to do yours outfit because that one was awesome. Not the Crown Prince's Mm. golden robes or whatever? Andy can do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Terry should be the one in the Crown Prince. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that wraps up Alchemy of Souls. So uh, new drama alert. We will actually be also picking up today's webtoons. So that will be on Vicky, uh, the... Actually, the main male lead is from Extracurricular. He's the bully from Extracurricular. Mm. And the main female lead is from Business Proposal. So I think it'll be a pretty good drama. I have no idea what it's about, but I'm assuming it's based off a of webtoon because it's called Today's yeah, Webtoon. Yeah, so basically um, the main girl, Kim Sejun, she's the Business Proposal girl. She's like used to be like a judo master or something. And then she like has an injury where she can't do judo. So she gets into like webtoon, like creating webtoons. And like she's kind of like re-navigating her career. Um, so it seems really fun. I think there was actually a J-drama version of this previously. Oh. So this is like the K-drama remake. Um, so yeah, I guess... I'm excited because, I mean, we all loved her in Business Proposal. I think, Andy, you love that K-drama as well. So excited to see. It might be a very similar vibe. It seems very, like, happy. So, yeah, excited to talk about it. So next week we'll do first two episodes of that and continue Alchemy of Souls. Socials? Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at uh, Pocha Playlist. Please check out our Ko-Fi and our Patreon for exciting content um, coming soon. And please support us like you guys always have. And finally, leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, sign us out. This is the Pocha Playlist, then we're out.